Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers. You can find me on Twitter at RunDFF. If you're wondering why you're not hearing a drunken monkey, it's because Larry apparently drank the water in Mexico last week, so he's down for the count right now. So look, uh, yeah, I'm going to run a little solo show here. Uh, I'm trying to make it short and sweet for you guys. Just put something out. We got some flushing to do and uh, some trades to talk and a few questions. So I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, for me, the food was good camaraderie was good but the fantasy football man it was great i smoked the kids from gaucher in small town in mississippi for all you out there good luck googling that one unless you took french in high school or whatever but i smoked them in uh, DraftKings not once but twice we had a thanksgiving slate and then the main sunday slate got you fools man i won every non-rebuilding dynasty league matchup except one and that one, I'm I'm four and eight, but I'm locked in the playoffs, so I'm straight with that one. And I went one and one in the home leagues, the the redraft. Got back into first and one, so feeling pretty good. And I was feeling real good until this morning. I think it was this morning. It's all a blur now. I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, but the news of JT's thumb and. Uh, Going to have some surgery now, going to miss a few weeks. And if they got nothing to play for, does he even come back? I, I don't know. I've got him in both of those uh, home leagues, those Buffalo Wild Wings leagues I'm in. So I'm going to need to scratch and claw my way through the next few weeks and maybe even the whole playoffs. I, I don't know. Um, not great. Not great, Bob. Super disappointed in that. I was feeling good about those teams. And, you know, a, a running back like that can make a big difference. Um going to be a lot easier in redraft or in uh, dynasty leagues to deal with that and redraft the uh, trade deadlines have passed I don't know what the hell I'm going to do there got a couple other injuries to watch out for this week uh, but a pretty mild week as far as it goes um, Alave's got a concussion so if you got Chris Alave you're likely without him this week um, Rashid Shahid is also probably going to miss um He's not practicing. We'll see what happens there. So, if you got anybody on the Saints besides Alvin Kamara, eh, whatever. You know, Derek Carr wasn't worth starting anyway. But um, And then Cooper Cup. This is one that's frustrating as hell. His ankle just didn't right. He was in and out of the lineup the other day. Um, it's time to consider benching him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. If, you're, if you've got him on your teams, and I picked him up late on a couple rebuilds last year, trying to just snag a couple shares because that's what I like to do and we'll talk about doing that again with somebody else in a minute um, but if you're if you got Cooper Cup it's he's about ready to be on the bench for the next few weeks I mean I think I might need to see two good weeks of him before I'm starting him especially coming up in the playoffs <sighs> I don't know pretty frustrating pretty frustrating but you know speaking of stinking I've got two flushes to do today. We haven't recorded in a couple weeks because Larry was in Mexico last week, and uh, it's time to get one done. So, first one. It's been a long time coming. Flirted with elimination into the waning seconds. Not even like, oh, this is a close one. Like, into the waning seconds of Monday Night Football, not once but twice already this season. That's right. It's time to send old Troy right down that little flusher. Whew. Down the shitter you go. Troy, you had an awful week. And for that, 
your team is adios. Voice in Fuego. You know what you can do now? You can change your uh, Twitter handle to Aliento Aspestoso after that stinky performance. Yeah, if you're wondering what that means, you can Google that too. Put it in your little Google Translate. Alright, so let's get to some listener questions. I'm just going to keep rolling through this real quick. Uh, Alright, so the first one, they're all brought to you by the Hot Sauce Patreon. If you're looking for an all-day fantasy chat with some great minds, you know, hit us up on Patreon. We got two tiers, a $3 and a $10 tier. So that's like a coffee on the way to work one, you know, every month. So you can you can help us out with that. We sure to appreciate all our patrons, and we'd love to grow our, our family here. Um, the first question comes from Kyle Lowe. You can find him on Twitter, at MontyLowe14. It's actually a two-parter. And it goes back to the JT stuff. He wants to know some good trade targets for contenders who need to move JT. So me personally, sometimes I I don't want to just go off and move the player that got hurt right after because it's tough to do. Like, you know, his value's down, especially with JT. He could come back in a few weeks. So um, as an alternative, I wouldn't be opposed to going after, like, Kamara or Derrick Henry. But that's, like, the keep JT option. Because I don't want to trade him straight up for them too, you know, or something like that. But if you're out of assets, maybe you're in like the four or five spot and fighting for a playoff spot, and you can't really afford to just sit on JT. You don't have the picks to move, or you know, some other IR guy that you could move for, you know, a cheap running back. Uh, uh, you know, guys like Josh Jacobs come to mind. Uh, so does Javante Williams. Um, those are guys that probably have a couple years left in the league at least um i did see a, a jt straight up for kyron williams today that's too aggressive for me in week 12 like i i couldn't do that if he was hurting like week 15 we were making this move and i just had a couple weeks left i could see it you know like all right kyron williams balling we get the ship but there's just too much risk with kyron williams right now because if he gets hurt he doesn't carry near the value of you know, the same situation, injured JT. Like right now, JT's on your IR or he's in your, well, if you got that IR, if you're out, or he's just on your bench. But uh, he still has value. You can still move him for a solid player. If Kyron Williams goes down, he's just a dead asset. You know, it, that, that matters. Like holding that asset matters into the playoffs. Um, and that's why for me, like, I like to hold JT as long as I can. And then if I need to move him for points in that championship week or that week 16 matchup where I'm trying to get to the championship game, that's when I do it. You know, you got to keep that in mind when you're when you're moving player for player in season. Like, you don't want to give up too much value because if the lower value assets stop scoring points, then you know they won't bring you much back for your lineup down the stretch. So if you trade for Kyron Williams now, he gets you know banged up again and hurt, you're out two assets because you already gave up JT. And now Kyron Williams is toast because you're not getting anything for him. You're not even trading him for like a Raheem Mostert at this point, like if he gets hurt. So just in theory, in, in theoretically speaking there, you want to probably not make that move, in my opinion. Now, again, week 16, 
Kyron Williams is blowing up like 20-something points a game like he's been doing all season, I'm in. Give me that. I'll trade JT straight up for him and just hope that he makes two games. You know, But right now you're talking, you're talking like five games to the championship week. You know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, five games. So that's tough to tough to really bank on. Uh, the second part of the question is, should rebuilders target JT? Well, like I said, when I went after Cooper Cup last year, that's what I like to do on rebuilders. I don't mind taking on an older asset, but I want to get it super duper cheap. Um, Cup was that guy last year, and JT might be that guy this year. You know, maybe you've got a Joe Mixon or, you know, going to the Derrick Henry uh, Alvin Kamara type, like get the e- the age reset, the moderate value insulation that JT brings, and also help your 2024 draft pick. Because if you're rebuilding, I, you know I hope you got your pick. I've got a league where I, I'm uh, rebuilding and don't have my pick, but other one, that's HQ one for everybody wondering. But every other league, I think I got three other leagues that I'm just not good in, and I have my own pick and. Uh, I even I'll talk about a trade I did later that uh, was to benefit my pick in one of those leagues, but uh, that's important. You know, you get a little bit of extra value in the rookie draft in six months, so you got to kind of look forward to that. I'd even move someone like Swift for JT. Like I'd, if I had DeAndre Swift and he's still young, you know, same draft class as, as JT, but I think that he doesn't have the same again value insulation that. Um, Jonathan Taylor has, I'd go there. I'd, I'd do that. And I think those are all reasonable offers to a contender who probably just lost JT and maybe he's fighting for that playoff position like we talk about in the other scenario. And if you can make that move, get a little bit better asset. And, I mean, I'm not going to say – I don't want to be in the injury-prone conversation. But if you can find the person that believes that JT is injury-prone and capitalize on that, then go for it. Because I think every running back is injury prone to a certain extent, so you're just you're you're playing the value game. And when JT's on the field, you, you guys saw it the last two three weeks. Like he's great. And, you know he just he looked just like the JT that we expected. Uh, you know this whole season. All right. So next question comes from Jim Dickey. You can find him on Twitter at jpd underscore ff. Uh, Jim wants to know Watson or Goff, and the context is he's tanking. He's rebuilding, um, so he wants to know, is it worth it to move, I'm assuming, to move off of Goff to Watson? All right, so for me, I want Goff over Watson right now, so I'd need a plus. I, I like the idea of getting Watson on a rebuild, but I, I want him super-duper ass cheap. Like, I want him to I want him to pay pennies on the dollar, and... I, personally, I believe that the, the Lions believe in Goff. I think that they're going to end up extending him. I mean, he's he's sitting there leading them to a bunch of wins. This is the best their team has looked in decades, really. I mean, literally decades. Uh, and so for that reason, I think that he has as much job security as Deshaun Watson. And he's just flat out been better. Like He actually looks like an NFL QB, and Watson sometimes hasn't looked all that great. Um, so I don't necessarily want to move off of Goff straight up for Watson. That's that's not my move of choice. I'd rather tear up than tear down with Goff. Um, believe it or not, Goff isn't even 30 yet, so it's not like you need to get off of the aging QB. Um, he's still young. I mean, it feels like he's been in the league forever, and he kind of has been, but he came in so young that it was all good. Um, but 
having said all that, if I can do an upgrade at another position, you know, if I can do something like Goff and a Devontae Adams or a Calvin Ridley type for Deshaun Watson and Garrett Wilson or Watson in a mid-first, sign me up. That's if I'm going to make the move. If I'm going to make the move from Goff to Watson, that's what I have to have. I have to have a, a position upgrade or some sort of uh, value upgrade there, like with the first or with Garrett Wilson, um, where I can get some extra value at one position by sacrificing. And, you know, a lot of times, if you've got Jared Goff, he might be your QB3. So it's okay to move. And then Watson's your QB3. You know, it's not a it's not a big deal. As a rebuilder, you know, you get the younger asset. Um, the first would be nice. Of course, it doesn't really. If you're giving up Goff, you might be giving up points anyway. So, um, you don't. You may not have to be super worried about your draft pick getting better because you got a Wilson rather than a Devontae Adams or something. Because you know Adams hadn't been super, you know, hadn't been great. But overall, I think it's it's a move that I'd want to do. Um, all right, the last question comes from Larry himself. It's really less of a question and more of a plea. He's just begging me to talk about how he's going to win HQ1 with seven rookies in his lineup and yada yada yada. Poor guy, every time he has a big week, he thinks he's going to run away with the with the league. I keep telling him there's like 17 teams better than him in a 16-team league. Probably, you know, maybe not that many, but yeah. Uh, you know, you're still a year out, man. You're still a year out. But you keep up the good work. That, that's the best I can muster up with you being sick and all. Otherwise, suck it, Larry. All right, so let's talk some trades. I made a couple since we last recorded. You know, well, the first one's minor. It's like, it, it's barely worth talking about. And I'll just go real quick over it. So I got a cold offer in a 1.75 league where I, <coughs> humble brag, <coughs> am undefeated. Uh, and it was send a 2024, no, it was a 2025 fourth and fifth for Tanner Hudson. You know, for those of you who don't know, that's Tanner Hudson, the tight end for the Bengals, who's actually been pretty good this year. Uh, he's scoring double digits in like four or five straight weeks, something like that. Um, it's an auction league, so the picks are worth slightly more because, you know, you can consolidate them. Like a fourth and a fifth might be worth a late third, basically. And if you can keep on adding picks, and that's what this guy's doing. This is Ryan. Um, he's, he just joined the league last year, and he's been accumulating picks. And I think he's working toward 2025. Because um, I know for a fact he's been trying to move um, 2024 picks for $2025 and get a little extra on top. Um, so he's really pushing it out. But uh, so he'll be able to add that money on top, which is fine. I, I don't really care. I'm, I'm trying to win, obviously undefeated and crushing the league. Um, but I, I have Dallas Goddard, and that's been a problem. I have Kyle Pitts. That's also been a problem. Um, so maybe I might have to play Tanner Hudson every once in a while. Might play him this week. I'm not sure. Um, not feeling great about putting Kyle Pitts in my lineup every week. But really, it was just like a, a just-in-case trade. Like, okay, for that price, I'll, I'll buy just about anybody that's scoring points. You know, a fourth and a fifth for double-digit points every week? Sure, that's fine. Uh, the next trade, was a, it was a little bit bigger. Okay, it was a lot bigger. So this one, um, this is a league where I wanted I wanted to help my pick out a little bit. I'll get to that in a second. But um, I sent T-Law 
Ken Walker, Kenny Walker, Kenneth Walker, however you want to say it, 39 different names for the same dude, and old Pat, Pat Fryermuth, old Patty, Patty Melton Fries. Uh, I sent them, so T-Log, Ken Walker, and Fryermuth for Burrow, Jahan Dotson, and a 2025 first. Now, I've mentioned it before, but I've dropped T-Law out of that second tier of QBs. So, this is a tier up for me. Like, to go from T-Law to Burrow, I'm in for that. Um, and maybe I maybe I tear down from Burrow to Tua this, this offseason. Because, you know, you guys know how I love Tua. So, but right now I have Burrow and Deshaun Watson in that league. I'm sitting in the 102. Um, at the time that I made this trade, I was about 200 points out of the 101. And it's a potential points league. So... Um, draft order is set by potential points, and I was about 200 points ahead, I guess, of, of the other guy, if that's how you want to put it. Um, now, two weeks later, with two weeks left, I'm 75 points ahead of him. So I'm, I'm closing that gap big time. It kind of helps when your only QB on your entire roster healthy is Kyle Allen, who... By the way, he's on bye this week, so I can't even set my lineup. I'm getting an invalid, can't set an, a bye week player lineup. I might have to promote a player out of my uh, IR just so I can select and put them in my starting lineup so I can set my lineup this week. One of those quirks that, like, yeah, well, I'm going to have to move around or something. So it's Wednesday night, so by tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening at 5.45 before I go in for my 6 o'clock, shift I'm gonna have to figure that out um, but yeah so if I can get the 101 there my goal is probably to trade back maybe someone wants to sling into the 101 and I can get like the 103 and the 108 or something like that or 103 107 um, I'm really hoping the Caleb Williams hype train picks back up in the offseason and I can move back because I'll be happy with Burrow Watson and maybe like a Drake May and then in the eight hole maybe I get I don't know how far a guy like Malik Neighbors is going to fall, but uh, I'm willing to hope that that happens because he's he's clearly my wide receiver too right now in this class. And I think he's a lot closer to Marvin Harrison Jr. than he is to the wide receiver three. So for me, I'm going to be targeting him in drafts. So if I can swing that kind of trade and get into that, get kind of in that position and get in that an extra asset. So I'm hoping that trade helps me out there. I get the tier, the tier up. I get 2025 first. And I, I don't know why, but Kenneth Walker doesn't have the value that uh, he should, given what he's doing on the field and the, and the uh, workload he's been having. But the injury certainly helps with uh, – well, I guess it, I don't want to say it helps, but it certainly doesn't hurt any future draft picks of – if I have that guy, you know, it, it looks like Charbonnet is going to be able to work his way into a bigger role. Um, I think he had like an 86% snap count with Walker down. So that's kind of a big deal. You know, like if you're looking at a guy at a team that's just hammering with one guy, if he can pop a little bit and he looks good in the receiving game, he can pop a little bit. He might take some snaps out of Kenny Walker while Walker's down. So that may end up being beneficial in the long run for that 2025 first as well. All right. Well, that's a lot of talking. I gotta, I gotta take a break and get back to the potty because uh, we got another flush to do. 
It's been two weeks since we flushed anyone, so it's getting a little backed up. At this time, it's our friend Lindsay Kennedy, at Lynn6 on Twitter. I refuse to say X, and you guys already know that, so fuck off Elon, it's still Twitter. Uh, Lindsay actually had the high score two weeks ago when Troy was eliminated, um, which does her absolutely no good this week. It's like eating a grilled chicken salad for lunch, the ice water, and then going to Taco Bell for dinner. Nah, nope, that's why we're here. On the toilet, flushing you down, Lindsay. So say goodbye to your 2023 Eliminator team, because you sucked in week 12. Hasta luego, or whatever. All right. I feel a lot better now. I'm not sure you do, Lindsay, but I feel better after all that. All right, well, I told you I was going to keep it all nice and sweet and short, all that good stuff, but... Um, you know, that's all I got for you this week. And to be honest, we only do this show so I can berate Larry. And if he ain't here, well, it's just not the same. So get well, man. Get well. Get your shit together, too. I'm off to camp and hunt hogs next week, so Larry's going to be unsupervised. Good luck. I wish all your ear holes the best for that debacle. Um, before I go, just want to say thank you. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're super thankful for all of you listening. Uh, we hope your fantasy seasons are doing great. Unless you're playing us, then we hope your season is terrible. But seriously, thank you all. Uh, if you find a minute or two in your busy schedules, maybe shoot on over to iTunes or wherever you listen and do a rate and review of the pod. Um, we definitely appreciate it. It's been a while since we mentioned it. Uh, but it's the Christmas season, so why not request just that tiny little thing? That's all we're asking. Just take a few minutes, squeeze over there, write a little note. Five stars, because that's what we like. Oh yeah. Anyways... That's all I got. And on that note, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty Football, baby.